On today's episode, I'll be talking about the music of the Bottle Rockets in light of the announcement that Brian Henneman is going to be retiring from the band, and I'll also be talking about some recent sci-fi in the form of Doctor Who and Star Trek Picard. Other than that, as usual, it's whatever happens happens, and we'll see where this thing goes. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek coming at you, just waiting to check you, check you out, check in on you. One day this show will be professional, and I will die before that episode is released. That's what's going to happen. But for now, I'm still alive, and tempting fate by saying it, so you've got a normal episode of Empty Checking where I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's how things go. I hope you're all doing okay out there. I'm doing basically fine here, I guess. I've uh, got some aches and pains, but they're the usual aches and pains. There's, They're a little bit heavier than usual, I think, but <laughs> this week, but I haven't been sleeping right, so that just happens. I'm not sick or anything like that. I just... stuff hurts. I'm at that stage of my life. I've been at that stage of my life since I was in my 20s, though, so that's uh, that's nothing new. Anyway, hope you're doing okay. I'm doing the same as ever, as you can tell. It's uh, been a weird week in the world, and uh, certainly a weird week in my little house here. So it's it's uh, everything's crazy, as as you might imagine. I am recording this episode drinking an Amberbach beer, Michelob Amberbach. Uh, I'm not a Michelob uh, guy, usually. This is not my go-to beer. My go-to beer is Guinness. If you ever want to treat me to a beer, a Guinness is my beer of choice. But uh, when I was in a band in the early 2000s, it was a band called Blue Tattoo, which I was really proud of. I miss that band a lot. We, just as a habit for our band practices, somebody would buy a, a thing of beer for the night, and we'd practice, and we'd all, you know, get a nice, delicate buzz and have a good time, and several of us would chain smoke. That was kind of (laughs) how the rehearsals went for a long time, and uh, I would try to play it safe. I'd bring in, like, Schlafly products and that kind of stuff. I didn't make everybody drink Guinness, but I don't remember if it was Chris, the guitarist, or Johnny, the drummer, who first started bringing in Michelob Amberbach, but one of them did, and I figured, well, it's free beer. I'll drink it and uh, drank it and enjoyed it. And here lately, I've been thinking about those times, thinking about those days, and that got me on to thinking about that beer. So I bought some with my last grocery order and uh, popped it open, and I hadn't had it in about 10 years, and it tastes exactly how I remembered it. It's a perfectly good beer, nothing to really write home about, but it's it does the job, and it's doing the job as I'm talking to you here this evening. And I assure you it is evening. I don't drink in the morning or middle of the day. I uh, am just having a beer after a work day and just sort of relaxing. So that's uh, that's what we're drinking. We're drinking a Michelob Amberbach. Whatever you're drinking, I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying this. 
that's uh, how the show goes. I tell you things like that and pretend that it's normal. That was the uh, stool I'm sitting on squeaking there. I don't know if I can do that again. No, of course not. A little bit of noise. It kind of creaked. Anyway, again, one day the show will be professional and I will die before it comes out. I, uh, with my groceries, I also bought oatmeal. <laughs> that's that's what kind of episode this is. I'm just telling you about my grocery order last week. I, uh, I bought some oatmeal. I buy oatmeal once every, like, five or six years, thinking maybe this will be the year that it sticks. Because uh, I, I always think I'm going to enjoy it, and then I don't. Uh, I think maybe I want grape nuts, but I keep buying oatmeal. Um, so I bought some plain oatmeal, and I bought some apple cinnamon oatmeal, and I thought, let's give it its annual check-in and see if I'm enjoying oatmeal yet. Uh, not enjoying the plain, but the apple cinnamon has become my uh, late-night treat to myself. I'm enjoying the apple cinnamon uh, oatmeal. I think that's a result of having gone on the uh, diet that I went on in the last couple of years and maintaining many aspects of that and not uh, not eating crazy and not, not snacking all the time. Uh, I now like apple cinnamon oatmeal. Do you like oatmeal? If so, please tell me what oatmeal you like in the comments somewhere and maybe I'll give it a try because apparently now my mind is open to it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me and talk about oatmeal, there are ways you can do that. This show has a companion blog. <laughs> That's the stupidest transition into the websites I've ever had. The show has a companion blog. It's over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. At that blog, by the way, there's a player for the show, so you can play the show and listen to it there. And uh, you can also look through the photos and the stuff that I've written there, and sometimes announcements and things go up at the blog. So think of the blog as your home base for empty checking. Go over to emptychecking.blogspot.com and check it out there. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. Of course, you can listen to the show on your podcast app of choice if you don't listen to it on the blog. We're pretty much everywhere that isn't one of the weird ones that doesn't have things like this. If it'll take an RSS feed, I'm on it. So just type in empty checking. It'll pop up and you can listen to it on your app. You're probably doing that now and this is a bit redundant. If you like me and you want to know more about me and my music, go on over to DerekBrink.com. Plenty of stuff to click on there. And if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, it is available for absolutely free at DerekBrink.Bandcamp.com. All you have to do is enter zero as your purchase price. I won't even know you took it. I don't collect your email address. I would just love it if you loved it. It gets harder and harder to remember to get that stuff in every episode, even though I've been doing this for a long time now. But we did it. That's all out there. It's all in the episode now. There's nothing anyone can do about that. We're moving forward. We're doing all right. I think it's going to be a good show. St. Louis Music got a little bit of a kick in the teeth this week. Uh, although the kind of a kick in, in the teeth that you don't mind so much because the guy was uh, well within his rights to kick you. 
that is such a belabored metaphor, I should really re-record this, but I'm not going to. That's not how this show works. I'm pressed for time, in my imagination. Uh, this week, Brian Henneman announced that he's retiring from making music with St. Louis staple band The Bottle Rockets. The Bottle Rockets, if you're unaware of them, are part of the alt-country Americana-type genre that sort of sprung out of this area. Uh, they, uh, Brian Henneman himself used to play clubs with different bands going back as far as playing alongside Uncle Tupelo, and uh, the Bottle Rockets are very much a part of that heritage and part of that scene and part of that music. The band was formed in 1990 and had been going strong for what is that, 30 years, I guess, now, since we're in 2020. So uh, they've been around, and they've been doing stuff, and the stuff they've been doing is great. If you're from this area, I think you're just issued a copy of a, a Bottle Rockets record, you know, and uh, maybe more than one. And I have just about all of them. I looked at my collection after getting word of that and kind of realized there's two that aren't in the collection, and I'll have to correct that maybe maybe by the end of the week if I do it right, but... I've got most of the Bottle Rockets albums, and I immediately, upon hearing that Brian was retiring, uh, just tossed some into my five-disc CD changer that I've got sitting in my little office space and just hit shuffle. And uh, Brian, apparently, in his words, he has no hard feelings, he has no illnesses or anything like that, he's just hitting his 60s and wants to be home. And that's uh, that's good news in rock and roll, that a guy is doing okay, he doesn't have any feuds or any anger, he just wants to relax. That's a wonderful story to tell, actually, in rock and roll music, as you might imagine, because so many of, uh, so many of, of those who we lose from the public eye, we lose from the public eye in, in very sad and tragic ways. Brian just wants to be at home with his wife and pet his dog. And who would begrudge him that? But it is, uh, as a Bottle Rockets fan, I got in on their album Zoysia, which was in, what, 2006 or 8, something like that? Uh, 2006, I think. I got in on that album and uh, I've just kind of fell in love with their sound and I've been collecting their stuff ever since. And as a Bottle Rockets fan, it does kind of suck, you know, to hear that the guy's walking away and the guy who... I mean, he's the singer of the band, It's it's and he wrote most of the music in the band, or most of the songs and lyrics and stuff in the band, and, and you kind of, like, there's not a Bottle Rockets without that guy, you know? Even if the other three guys go on to do something together, which I hope they will, they're an excellent band, they're great, they've got great chemistry, they should do something. But uh, whatever they do next, I will be eager to listen to, but it's not going to be the Bottle Rockets, you know? Like, Brian Henneman is foundational to that. And so as a fan, it sucks to hear, but it also is kind of nice to hear that, okay, he didn't announce that he's got cancer. He didn't announce that, you know, he's got some sort of incurable illness. He didn't die. He's just decided, I, I you know what? This COVID year where I've been home has taught me that I kind of like being home, and I'm going to be home. And that's, uh, that's a happy ending. That's a happy story. So congratulations to Brian, but I am really going to miss having another Bottle Rockets album to look forward to. For those wondering, the albums that I put into my player today are in uh, chronological order, I think. Blue Sky, Zoysia, Lean Forward, 
South Broadway Athletic Club, and BitLogic. BitLogic is their most recent. It came out in 2018. South Broadway Athletic Club is my favorite Bottle Rockets album. It came out in 2015. I actually, on release day of that, they played a gig at, uh, well, a gig. They played an in-store performance. Like That counts as a gig. They played an in-store performance at Vintage Vinyl here in St. Louis, where they played that entire album front to back in sequence. And uh, my brother and I went to see that, and we were right down front. And uh, by the, I think, middle of that set, we hadn't even bought the album yet, you know, but they're playing all of it. My brother turns to me and says, this is one of my favorite albums of the year, and I haven't even heard it yet. And uh, he was dead right about that. It's hands down my favorite Bottle Rockets album. It's one of my favorite albums of the genre. And uh, you need to check that one out. Check out Bottle Rocket South Broadway Athletic Club above all others if you haven't ever heard them or if you haven't ever heard that album but you've heard some of their other stuff. You owe it to yourself to listen to that album. You can't go wrong grabbing any album at random from the band's career and listening to it. You're going to find something that you love on it, but South Broadway Athletic Club is hands down my favorite. That night I also got the autographs of all the guys in the band. Their signatures hang on a poster in my, uh, in my living room. I almost said end my wall. That would be a dumb place to hang a poster, end the wall. Uh, But no, there's an autographed poster from that night hanging in my living room where it's been ever since that night. And uh, I I like looking at it and it makes me happy. And also that night, Brian himself was playing a couple of Rickenbacker guitars. He was playing a 360 in in Fireglow and he was playing a uh, 12 string in Black. And I just fell in love with the tone that was coming out of his Rick 360. And later that year, I bought one. So most people buy their Rickenbacker 360 because they really like Tom Petty or they really like the Beatles. I bought mine because I really like the Bottle Rockets. So uh, that's, that's part of the impact that they had on me. They changed how I viewed what I wanted my tone to be. And uh, Brian writes, well, I guess wrote, great songs and seemed like a genuinely good guy meeting him and just everything I've read from him and all the footage I've seen of him seems like a really good guy. And I'm going to miss the impact that he has on St. Louis music, but I'm really grateful for the impact that he had on St. Louis music. And he ended his uh, sort of farewell post with maybe I'll see you at Home Depot or something. And uh, I would very much love to bump into that guy at a Home Depot or something one day when we're all able to go out freely and and talk to each other in stores. Uh, There's no way in hell he's ever going to hear this, but if there is a way in hell that he did hear it, uh, Brian, thank you very much for a great career full of great music that has really meant a lot to me and other people. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And if you ever want to sell your 12-string Rickenbacker, uh, track me down. (laughs) Shoot me a note in the comments on either the blog or the uh, Podbean page, or email me at db at derekbrink.com. My initials, db at derekbrink.com, and I would be very interested in putting in an offer on that. Uh, that goes for the rest of you, too, not just the guitar part. If you ever want to email me, that's the best place to do it, is at uh, db at derekbrink.com. That's, that's, uh, I'll see that, and I'll get back to you. Uh, but Brian in particular, <laughs> if you want to sell that guitar, uh, holla at your boy. Uh, seriously, though, great musician, great songwriter. 
and uh, I am really going to miss having the opportunity to, to see that guy play more stuff and, and sing live again. And uh, he's one of the best, one of the best in the genre. And I'm I'm sad for, uh, just as a fan, I'm sad today, but I'm also happy for him because he gets to do what he wants to do and who doesn't want to do what he wants to do. Just have time to sit and be home. That sounds wonderful. Even though that's all I've done for the past year, <laughs> what with the COVID shutdown, but uh, Brian gets to do it by choice going forward and uh, more power to him. I hope it's a very long, very happy retirement. So uh, that's a bummer, but it's a good bummer. And that's uh, that's it's it's weird to to be happy about a bummer, but that's kind of where we are this week, folks. Check out the Bottle Rockets if you never have. If you are a Bottle Rockets fan, check out stuff of theirs that maybe you haven't bought before. Everybody, please listen or re-listen to South Broadway Athletic Club. It's such a good album. I mean, I could talk about every album of theirs that I love, but that's that's the one that really has my heart. Give that a spin. You won't regret it. It's genuinely fantastic. And uh, appreciate the people that you respect and admire while you're able to do it. Thankfully, I think Brian's probably getting a little bit frustrated with reading all the social media comments today. Uh, that that makes me feel good to know that he gets to uh, be appreciated while he's still here with us. And uh, uh, boy, do I appreciate him, and I'm sure so many of you do too. Uh, this is bordering on maudlin. This is bordering on sad and depressing. I probably need to just get out of it and get into a new segment. So let's do that now. Want to talk about sci-fi, you bunch of nerds? Because I do. I uh, have caught up on my sci-fi. The sci-fi that I like, anyway. The sci-fi that I, I particularly love. Uh, I know I'm late to the party on this stuff, but I haven't talked about it on the show before. At least I don't think I have. I might have talked about one of them a little bit. Uh, I already told you at the front of the show what shows I'm talking about, so I don't know why I'm being clandestine about saying which show I'm talking about. I think I already talked about Star Trek Picard a little bit months and months ago, but I'm going to talk about it in full force today because I finally finished watching all of it. I also finished watching all of the most recent Doctor Who stuff. I'm caught up through the New Year special. So uh, there's there's plenty to talk about in sci-fi related stuff, which is a passion of mine. I like talking about that kind of stuff. So we're going to do it. Uh, Doctor Who. Let's talk about Doctor Who first. Uh, the, what, 12th? series of Doctor Who with uh, 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 J- Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor uh, has, that's uh, completed. Uh, that, that The uh, Blu-ray is out on that, and uh, I've got that, and I've watched that and enjoyed that. I didn't know until it came out that there was a New Year's special for Doctor Who this year that uh, just seemed very poorly advertised, because I didn't know about it until 
like the day of, I saw that my DVR was recording something and kind of looked and there was a Doctor Who New Year special happening and I had no idea that it was happening. So I watched that and it got me excited and made me happy. Uh, first, I watched the last couple episodes of the end of last season just to kind of get in the headspace of it. and But I didn't really need to. It didn't change anything, really, but it, it just it, it set the mood a little bit, but it didn't impact the story. The New Year's thing was uh, really good. By the way, spoilers for all of this. I know sci-fi people get scared of their spoilers uh, but by now, if you haven't seen either of these things, I'm assuming that it's not a high priority for you to do so. And you can, on everything that this gets posted on, there's a time index of when I'm talking about stuff. It's your fault if you don't pay any attention to that and skip over the stuff you don't want to be spoiled on. There are always spoilers on this show. The Doctor Who episode was good. I liked it. They seemed to be trying to... I guess, redeem their not-so-great Christmas special from last year when they fought the Daleks and it was kind of boring. Because um, the first season with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor was fine, but kind of dull. And then the most recent season was awesome and just over-the-top great. And it seemed like they redeemed that previous season. And with the special, with the holiday special this year, they redeemed the holiday special from last year. So uh, uh, they kind of did a Dalek plot. And uh, uh, Captain Jack Harkness was involved. We got to see John Barrowman on the show again. And uh, it was exciting and fun and good. And uh, that's really as much as I'm going to say about it plot-wise. There were Daleks and Captain Jack came back. That's that's as much as I feel like saying about that. Uh, watch it. You know, if you if you don't like Doctor Who, then me saying that is is means nothing to you, and me telling you what the rest of the plot was isn't gonna make you want to see it. You just have to love this thing and get in on it and start watching anywhere you start watching, and eventually you'll watch everything. That's how Doctor Who works. So I'm not gonna get that heavy into plot stuff, other than Daleks and Captain Jack. Uh, but I will say the end of it, where we lost two of our companions, two of the companions walked away, uh, that would be, uh, Graham and, uh, Ryan both walked away from, from the team, leaving, uh, only Yaz there, and we're going to be getting a new guy come next season, uh, who, uh, what is his name? John Bishop, I think is the actor's name. He's a guy that I've seen on talk shows and he like has hosted his own talk shows. He's been around in England for a while, but I, I don't know what I know him from. He's one of those guys, but it could be interesting because he's a known name over there. So that, that could be an interesting casting choice, but we lost, uh, we lost two companions at the end of this special and, uh, not that bummed about losing Ryan because, I just never invested in that character. I invested in Yaz a little bit. I invested in Graham a lot, but I, I just never got invested in Ryan, partially because, I look, I don't mean any disrespect to the actor. I myself struggle with this, but I just couldn't understand what the guy was saying most of the time. His diction was very poor. You've been listening to this show for at least 20 minutes in this episode, if it's the only one you've ever heard, and you know that I don't have great diction listening to this. I uh, went through speech therapy as a kid, actually. You might not know that about me. Uh, and maybe he did, too, and maybe that's you know, what he's got to work with, and he is a perfectly good actor. I'm not mad at him. It may just be an accent thing, because some of the... 
Some of the uh, British accents on Doctor Who have gotten a little bit more muddy in recent years, and that's fine. I'm not mad about that, but I do have to have the captions on when when that guy's talking in particular. So I don't. I just never invested in him because I just I couldn't understand what he was saying much of the time, and I that's such a crappy thing to say in a review, but it is kind of the truth, and that's on me, not on him. I at least recognize that, but that's that's just kind of why I, I never invested in that character, I think. But I did like Graham a lot, the older gentleman. I liked him a lot. I'm very bummed to see him go. He was my favorite of the three companions in the last couple of years, but uh, he's on to uh, other projects, I guess. And it's Doctor Who. If you've got a living companion, they can come back. We just saw Captain Jack come back. So it, uh, you know, maybe we'll see these guys again. Uh, I was, uh, touched and heartened at the end of the episode when Graham was showing Ryan how to ride his bike and Graham was wearing a West Ham United scarf. That made me happy to notice, because uh, I'm, uh, I, I, I like the hammers and I have for a long time. So that just kind of, that warmed my heart a little bit and made me even more upset that he was leaving because just to have another, uh, West Ham fan on TV was nice. But, uh, uh, yeah, we lost a couple companions. We'll be gaining a new one. That's always sad and always exciting. So, uh, I'm looking forward to next year and the next episode whenever it happens. I haven't heard an, a date announced. I'm sure COVID threw a wrench in everything there as it did everywhere else. So, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I am excited for it. I'm really looking forward to it. The, uh, special, the New Year's special got me back in a Doctor Who state of mind and back in a sci-fi state of mind and got me excited to watch more sci-fi. So I watched more sci-fi. Uh, I finished watching Picard. I had started watching Star Trek Picard when it first came out. I watched the first couple episodes and, like, got a CBS All Access subscription specifically for that. And uh, I was watching the episodes with my dad just before COVID hit. And it was, uh, uh, we were three, four episodes in, something like that. And then the pandemic kind of came down on everybody and we just stopped getting together to have dinner on Sunday nights as has been our tradition for years and years. We just stopped doing that and we stopped watching TV together and he didn't have CBS All Access, so... I felt like, uh, this thing will be over in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll just wait until, you know, we can get back together and we'll start watching the show again. Well, it's going to be a year since I've been out of my house uh, here a little later this month. So that didn't happen. And uh, for Christmas, I bought the Blu-ray for my dad and gave him Picard on Blu-ray. I also bought a copy for myself because that's the kind of guy I am. And uh, dad got uh, dad has been watching Picard and I've been watching Picard and I finally got to the end of Picard. And uh, here's here's where I am on Picard because I know that it's it's controversial in Star Trek circles. Some of the stuff that they did. Uh, long story short. There are a whole lot of gatekeepers who want you to be mad about the fact that they turned essentially turned Picard into data at the end of the of the the season and they they want you to be 
upset about this and that, and they want to say this and that didn't work, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, gatekeepers suck. Gatekeepers always suck. Anybody who tells you how you're supposed to like the thing that you like sucks and shouldn't be listened to. Picard was excellent. I loved every moment of it. I have a shirt that is the Picard Chateau Picard Winery logo on a hoodie, a thin material hoodie. Maybe I'll put a picture of that on the blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. Uh, I, I have a, a Picard winery, a Chateau Picard shirt is what I'm saying. I'm going to probably order some of the wine because they make Chateau Picard wine, and I think that's neat. Probably order a bottle to drink and a bottle to keep on my Star Trek shelf. I have a Star Trek shelf, and uh, I'll probably put it there. Uh, I loved the show. I was deeply invested in everybody. I loved how much... I loved the ways in which they used the old cast and how much they used them. They didn't use them too much. They used them just the right amount and in very effective ways. There were a couple of times when the Rikers were on screen that I just found myself crying, even though I knew they were going to be there. When Picard was walking up to the Rikers' house and suddenly Deanna's just standing there and waiting for him to come over, uh, I knew that that was going to happen. I hadn't read any spoilers, but I just knew that, okay, well, here's where he's gonna meet the Rikers. That's that's just gonna happen here. They hadn't even foreshadowed it, but I knew that was gonna happen right there. I just felt it. And then there was Deanna, and I cried like an idiot. <laughs> and, and then they get into the story of what's happened to Will and Deanna over the past several years, and the loss of their son, and uh, their daughter being cool and weird and geeky, and I uh, got tear-eyed during a lot of that, to the young lady who played the daughter of the Rikers is an incredible actress. She's wonderful. I don't know her name. I should have Googled that so I could say it during this episode. Uh, she did a phenomenal job. She was wonderful, and I hope she has a very long, very cool career and that I get to see her pop up in more Star Trek stuff because she just just was fantastic. She's a teenager and delivering top-notch performances on a level that most teenagers just don't. She was great. And uh, I loved seeing the Rikers. I loved how much Brent Spiner was involved with all the different characters he played in it. And uh, uh, it, was, it was just so cool. It was just such a such a fun, nostalgic trip in a lot of ways, but it also wasn't just wedded to nostalgia. They earned every moment of nostalgia they gave you by also making you care about the current cast. And I, I just deeply invested. I deeply invested in the show to the point where if you had told me that they were making a new Picard series and that at the end of season one, Jean-Luc Picard was going to die but that his mind was going to be put into a synthetic body and he would live on as a synthetic presence. If you had told me that before I saw episode one, I would have said, that sounds stupid and horrible and I don't want to see it. They are killing a thing that I love by doing that. But I watched the show and I didn't know that was how they were going to end. And when they got there, I was so gloriously happy that they did it. I loved the way that they did it. I loved the way that they explained it. I loved the way that they said, look, you're not immortal. You're not, you have no superpowers. This is just giving you a couple extra years and enjoy. Basically, you're, you're you. You're just in a synthetic body that is also going to die someday. 
And I, one might hear that and think, well, then why bother doing it at all? Fair question. But the way they got there and the arc that they followed to get there, very moving. Really, 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 really good. I loved it. Uh, again, there were moments during that that I was just sobbing. And uh, uh, good to see Jerry Ryan again, by the way, too. Seven of Nine is all throughout the series, and she was great. Uh, I just, everything about this show was wonderful. I loved it so much. I was so happy to see it because I didn't like Enterprise and I didn't watch Discovery and I hated the J.J. Abrams take on the movies. And to be honest with you, there was a lot of Voyager that I thought was more than useless. It has been a long time since I have been this level of excited about Star Trek and Star Trek Picard gave that to me, and I'm so grateful for them, and I'm so happy that they did. It felt like going home again just to see Patrick Stewart walk onto the screen in episode one, and the whole time it felt like watching an old friend doing new things. And that's so wonderful. That is a gift that the producers of that show gave to us, and I'm going to go back and watch Discovery. I'm going to do that. I cannot get into Enterprise, the butt rock era of Star Trek. I cannot get into that, but I'm going to try with Discovery because they know what they're doing. Star Trek is in good hands right now. And uh, Picard was wonderful. I am all in. Season 2 can't come soon enough. If COVID hadn't been such a problem, it may have come already, but... Uh, I, I really hope that uh, they're able to do that and, and get it get it back on air soon because it uh, almost almost felt like a miracle watching that show. And I mean that. It was that good. I genuinely, genuinely loved it. And I'm, my only regret is that I didn't get to see it sooner <laughs> and I didn't get to watch it with my dad because that would have been... Uh, extra special. But uh, on the other hand, at least this way, Dad didn't have to see me cry. So <laughs> there's that. But uh, what, a, what a wonderful show. Uh, watch it if you haven't. It's uh, on CBS All Access. There's a Blu-ray copy out there. I really enjoy my Blu-ray copy. It's got cool extras. There's a gag reel and stuff. I always love a good gag reel. I love a bad gag reel. I just like a gag reel. Uh, but uh, watch the show. If you're, a, if you're a Trekkie at all, watch Picard. I actually know people who are not Star Trek people who don't like Star Trek who have watched Picard and loved it. So maybe watch it even if you're not a Trekkie. Uh, me, I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> I'm a self-identified Trekkie, and I absolutely loved watching that show. Sci-fi is such a cool thing to be into. It does wonderful things for its fans, and if you're not in on sci-fi, you are missing out on some really fulfilling experiences. Sci-fi has been very good to me over the years, and none more so than Star Trek. Doctor Who is a close second, but Star Trek, that's, that's my jam. And uh, just wonderful to have it back. That's all I can say. It's just wonderful to have it back. I collect short stories Of lost loves and past glories Some of them are too long to pass the time 
some of them cost more than that about does it for us I want to let you guys know that I've got some uh, stuff coming up in my personal life that might might result in missing an episode or two might might uh, might mean there are a couple of weeks where I don't do this uh, just because it'll be disruptive enough that I I might not have the wherewithal to get an episode together. I've got some uh, plumbing and contracting work that's going to be happening on my house. I am in no way excited about that. I really wish it didn't have to happen during a pandemic. Uh, I honestly don't even like one of the guys who's going to be doing the work, although a different guy that I've met was was okay. But uh, I, I'm not excited about it. It just has to happen. I've got a major plumbing problem, so that has to happen. And as part of that, there's going to be some work done on one of my bathrooms that includes like ripping out and reinstalling a floor and, and just stuff like that. It's going to be a little bit of a mess over here at uh, whatever I call the house Casa Brink. That's not it. That can't be it. Why would that be it? It's going to be a mess over here at uh, Empty Checking HQ. No, it's going to be a mess for a little while. And that might prevent me from being able to or wanting to do this for a little bit. I don't have an exact start date on that yet. There's still some stuff being batted around, but uh, just FYI, there's going to be some plumbing and other work happening here at the house, and that might prevent me from getting an episode up for a little while. Um, we'll see. Go over to the blog if you wonder where the show is, and there will be announcements and stuff there if I have to cancel any episodes. That's, uh, again, emptychecking.blogspot.com. That's uh, where where you should think of as your home base, and it'll tell you if there's going to be an episode canceled or not. If, if, uh, if there isn't cancellations and it'll just pop up in your feed if you're subscribed on something like normal but uh if you're wondering where the show went it, at any point you can find out there or just remember oh yeah and that one episode he said that he was gonna have a plumber doing stuff and he might have to cancel some episodes that's where we are you understand how things work uh, not a lot else going on in my life other than I'm currently reading The Hobbit, uh, which I've never read for myself. I, When I was a kid, there was a teacher that read the book to us, so I've known the story of it for a long time. But I haven't personally read it ever by myself, and so I've been doing that lately. Uh, and yeah, I, I love the Peter Jackson movies, and I just kind of felt like, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've just read the story as Tolkien wrote it, so I'm, I'm going to do that. And also, The Silmarillion got really hard to read, so I thought maybe I'll read the kids' book. And uh, I've been enjoying that, and normally when I'm in the middle of something, I don't announce to people that I'm in the middle of it, because there's always some jerk that wants to spoil it for you. But I do know the story of The Hobbit. There's nothing you can possibly spoil for me. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading that, is the long and short of it. And I'm having a good time doing it. Uh, other than that, not a lot else going on. I'm doing okay. I hope you're doing okay. And if you're not doing okay, I hope you get okay. One of the ways that you can stay okay is that you can keep wearing a mask and you can keep social distancing. That's still hugely important, at least until everybody or enough people have gotten vaccines, which is next to impossible in one of the major cities in Missouri. But, uh, uh please wear a mask. Please social distance. Just don't go to stuff for a while. It'll be okay. And uh, please get vaccinated when you are eligible to do so. Other than that, of course, please remember that black lives matter. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Forgive each other and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time.
Make it so. 